0: From COK Studios and Soraya Sarhadi Nelson's nursery, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider the riots and growing unrest in Paris.
1: We'll also consider some holiday entertaining tips with Peter Grigio and Salvin
0: And we'll consider if King Wenceslas was really as good as people think. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from I Can't Believe It's Not Myrrh, the finest imitation myrrh you can buy. Pick some up for a special manger baby in your life. I Can't Believe It's Not Myrrh, two out of three wise men can't tell the difference. And OMG McFlippies, with the 12 Days of Christmas appetizer platter, including the seven prawns a-swimming in garlic butter, five golden onion rings, three French toast sticks, and a partridge pear pot sticker. OMG McFlippies, oh come all ye faithful for holiday flavor. This is Consider Our Knowledge, I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones
0: Mallow. Paris has been engulfed in the city's worst riots in a decade recently, with protesters taking to the streets and marching against increased taxes and living costs.
1: Last weekend marked the third straight weekend of clashes in Paris involving activists dressed in yellow vests. The grassroots protests began November 17th, with motorists upset over a fuel tax hike, but have grown to encompass a range of demands and complaints that President Emmanuel Macron's government does not care about the problems of ordinary people.
0: Crews have been working since Saturday to remove charred cars, broken glass, and graffiti from the famed Champs-Élysées Avenue and other top Paris sites like the Arc de Triomphe in the wake of the riots that have left 133 people injured, including 23 police officers, and 378 people in jail.
1: Macron's key ministers appeared to rule out imposing any kind of state emergency, but they did discuss how to adapt security forces and tactics to contain future protests from getting out of hand.
0: Joining us to discuss the volatile situation in Paris are international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl Melissa Reynolds and French historian Dominique Rimbaud. Thanks for being here. Bonjour. Hey. Melissa, your sources were very close to the action this past weekend. What are they telling you?
2: So, my friend Misty's big brother Kent is doing a study abroad in Paris, and he was, like, right in the middle of the protest this weekend, Connor. It was super cray-cray. I mean, it was, like, even more out of control than this time me and my friend Gabby went to that frat party. Tell us about it. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Gabby was dating this roided-out college guy named Mike, who was a total creep, BT-dubs. Anyway, Mike invited us to a party as frat, and I, like, totally didn't want to go, but Gabby was going to get roofied if I wasn't there keeping an eye on her. Anyway, so we went, but it was like a total hot mess. They had a Jello wrestling and wet t-shirt contest and this weird DJ who only played TV theme songs. It was easily the grossest party ever. I mean, who wants to dance to a mashup of Mr. Belvedere and DuckTales? Not me. I burned the clothes I wore to it. It was that bad.
0: I meant tell us about the riots in Paris.
2: Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so Kent was there, and he said it was bad. Bad. He got tear gassed by the cops, but he was just trying to enjoy a croissant at some local bistro. It was, like, super sad because he only got, like, one bite before the cops gassed him.
0: That is a shame. Mr. Rembod.
3: you've studied French political uprisings like this before. How is this one different? It isn't. We French people take to the streets all the time. Literally all the time. Certainly attacking the Arc de Triomphe and spraying it with graffiti is a bit too far. I am very upset that the protesters wrecked a gift shop there. They have wonderful tote bags and puzzles there. I see. No, no, this is very typical for France. People riot in the streets all the time. We've been doing it since uh, 1789 and haven't really ever stopped. I get why Macron is nervous, but he shouldn't get too worried.
2: Um, uh, Macron is pretty cute, BT dubs. I'm just saying.
3: (laughs) Oh, indeed. He has what we call a certain... I don't know what. But the French are seriously in the streets for anything and everything. Explain that if you would. Certainly. The French people take to the streets as their way of expressing discontent. I have seen it too many times to count. Gas price increase. Take to the streets. Bread too expensive. Take to the streets. Not enough cigarettes. (sighs) For the children. Take to the streets. It is just a way of the French public. I guess so. I once saw a man begin a riot because he was unhappy that Gerard Depardieu moved to Belgium. He gained 200 followers, and they've set fire to some bushes in the Tuileries Garden. So you see, this is nothing new.
2: Oh my god, I guess not.
3: It is simply the way it is in Paris. My advice to Parisians or anyone visiting Paris is to just sit at a café, have some wine, and enjoy the tangy zest of the gas in the air.
0: Okay then. Well, thank you both for the time today.
2: No prob.
0: My pleasure. That was international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl Melissa Reynolds and French historian Dominique Rimbaud.
1: You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to holiday celebrations. Most of us will attend at least one, but probably several, holiday parties or get-togethers in the next few weeks with friends, family, and work colleagues. Here, with some tips on how to make your seasonal celebrations as magical as possible, our designer and stylist the stars, Peter Grigio, and his fashion and style blogger friend, Salvignon. Good to have you back, guys. Hi, Dinah. Hello again. I understand that you two are getting away from fashion design and more into party planning and event design.
4: Well, sort of. Event planning and design work have always been a big hobby for me. And Sal's a whiz with centerpieces and table skates, aren't you, Sal? Yes. Plus, December is a downtime for fashion anyway. Everyone is wearing velvet blazers, turtlenecks, faux furs, and ugly sweaters. So I'm just kind of over it. Most holiday wear is how horrible. Tacky crap. We took our creative talents and put them into this new book, Peter Picks a Peck of Pretty Potties, A Glittery Guide to Glamming Up Your Holiday Hootenannies by Peter Grigio and Salvignon. with a foreword by Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Wow,
1: I don't think I've ever seen so much glitter on the cover of a book before.
4: Now, I would imagine you probably haven't. No. Yeah, the guys at the publishing house got really sick when they were making it. Glitter lung.
1: Ooh, that's too bad. Uh, So what are some of the things you two recommend in your book?
4: Well, jump in the sleigh, Dinah, because we've pulled out all the stops. We take you through some of our favorite holiday potty ideas, including a Dickensian-themed Christmas party where everyone wears dirty, tattered clothing in a freezing cold room as an old rich man yells at you while you copy letters by candlelight. It's as authentic as you get. Oh, well, so what do you serve to eat? Gruel. Sal's got an amazing gluten-free vegan gruel recipe that's just delicious. You'll definitely be saying, Please, sir, may I have some more? God bless us, everyone. Oh, that sounds like an interesting party. What else? We have an entire chapter on gingerbread centerpieces. It's a fun, festive way to show off your talent. Sal made some really lovely gingerbread structures that we hope will inspire people to get creative.
1: Oh, what's this one?
4: That's falling water. You know, the Frank Lloyd Wright House.
1: Oh, wow, impressive. And that's the Colosseum?
4: Yes. Complete with gummy Christians being fed to marzipan lions.
1: <sighs> I just, I can't believe this level of detail. What's this one?
4: That's Merv Griffin's house in Palm Springs. We just love Merv. Gay icon.
1: This is really something, guys. What else can we find in the book?
4: There's a section all about our favorite holiday cocktails. We also cover how to make your house into a replica of Nakatomi Tower from Die Hard in just 619 simple steps. We even show you how to make candy glass that you and your guests can walk barefoot on.
1: Die Hard? Why Die Hard?
4: Well, here's the thing. There are two kinds of people in this world. Those who consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie, and those who are morons. I guess I know which kind of person you are, Dinah. Hmm.
1: Well, now, now. I've never seen it, so I'll just take your word for it. Any last-minute holiday party tips for our listeners?
4: Just make sure that you commit to a theme and design concept. I hate it when people have too many things going on at once. For example, my house is decorated in the same theme every year. And what's that? Hot Men. Mm. I even show you how to execute this theme in the book. See? There's my Zach Efron elf on the shelf. There's a new gingerbread statue of Santa Claus if he were being played by Channing Tatum. Oh, but what's that there? Well, that's my Chris pine tree. Captain Kirk. Oh, Very, very well done. I know. Uh-oh, I've got to go. Some neighborhood hooligans have stolen the G-string off my sexy Frosty the Snowman. Kisses! Street youths. That was
1: Holiday Party Tips with Peter Grigio and Salvignon.
4: Season's greetings.
0: Now it's time for our weekly Big Little Wins.
1: Congratulations to Seth Bernstein in Brooklyn, who cleaned out all of his friends playing dreidel this weekend at a Hanukkah party. Seth used a loaded dreidel that landed on Gimmel every time he spun it. And even though we don't condone cheating here at COK, we have to say that your massive loot of chocolate coins is a very big little win.
0: Kudos also to Melanie Carlson in Seattle, who decided to stop watching the news. Everything sucks right now, and the world is a nightmare, so we can't think of a bigger little win than not paying attention to how bleak everything is at the current time. Well done, Melanie.
1: If you or someone you know has a big little win, share it with us on Facebook or Twitter.
0: That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for breaking news at Consider ConsiderOurNo. If you want to download and subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at stitcher.com. If you're in the giving spirit this holiday season, make sure to make a donation to consider our knowledge. You can do it by making a $5 or $10 secure monthly donation via Patreon. Just go to the Support COK button on our homepage, and then it'll take you to our Patreon page, where you can make that lovely holiday gift. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
4: Oh, that's Merv Griffin's house in Palm Springs. Where it is in Palm Springs. Yeah, it's yeah, there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been right now. Oh, I've never been. No, He's no, never invited me. No. That's, wow. It's because he's dead. Tragic. (laughs) (laughs) Happy (laughs) holiday!
0: (laughs) I'll use that as the... Okay.